The Lupus Living Podcast, Episode Number 5, Traveling with Lupus. Welcome to today's episode of the Lupus Living Podcast. This is Gwen Alexander, your host. This is a podcast designed to try and encourage you while you are living with the challenges of having lupus. Maybe you don't have lupus, but have a family member that does. Maybe you are listening because you want to know more about what they deal with on a daily basis. Now, we've recently celebrated the Christmas holiday here in the United States. And that usually involves eating a lot of food and also gift giving. I've been actually off of work the last two weeks, which has been very nice, and it was much needed. My fatigue level when I left work about two weeks ago was an 8 out of 10. So it was time for a vacation. When I got off of work, I remembered that I still had to pack because I was getting ready to travel. I was going to go and visit my family for a few days. Now, I don't live where my family lives. I'm several, well, thousand miles away in several states. And so when I got sick last year and was in the hospital, they weren't able to uh, be there with me. And since my family lives so many states away, I decided to fly. And I was able to find a plane ticket round trip that was relatively cheap. So I went ahead and booked it. I really hadn't planned on traveling anywhere during my time off. I was looking forward to the time to get some rest and just kind of sit around. But the opportunity presented itself, and like I said, the plane ticket was just right on the amount. And as I got off work about two weeks ago, I was trying to figure out what clothes to bring because where I live, it was relatively cold. And then where I was going to, which is in the south, it was kind of warm, yeah, but you know, I really wasn't going to need a lot of heavy or thicker clothes. And one thing I realized as I was figuring out what clothes to bring with me is that I have lupus now. There are probably some other things that I need to think about when I travel this time. First thing I had to think about is I have a lot of drugs to take with me, and they're all legal. They're all my prescription drugs. And some of my medications I take are daily. Some are just as needed. You know, like pain medications. Some of them are over the counter. And a few of them I can, I have a few of them that I can take. And I've never flown before with so many medications. I've only had maybe one or two in the past. So what did I do? I got on the TSA's website, which is like the security you have to go through. And I reviewed their policy for taking medications through security. So... I then bought like these two gallon Ziploc bags and I put all my medications in the original bottles in these bags. Plus I have a pill splitter because one of my medications I only take half. And then also my daily pill organizer because when I did go to visit my family, I didn't want to walk around with a two gallon bag of medications with me everywhere. And with it being in this bag, if TSA did say, well, we need to see them or we need to search your bag and you need to take them out 
It was easy. I just had to pull out the bag and say, here you go. This also made it easier for me to take my medications throughout the trip the day I left and when I was returning home. And another reason, you may want to take your medications with you on the plane instead of putting them in your checked luggage is what if your luggage doesn't make it to where you're going? In my case, they actually delayed my flight about three hours, so I had to get a different boarding pass, and then they reprinted the tag for my luggage. And I was standing there praying that my luggage would make it to where I was going, my final destination. You may be saying, well, when don't you have a pharmacy that's, that's nationwide that you could have gotten some replacements at? You know, if you needed more medication, which yes, I do. I actually get my refills through a nationwide pharmacy. So I could have gotten them refilled where I was. But the problem is most of my medications, I can only get refilled every so many days. And if I need it sooner, it would need a doctor authorization. And then also with the insurance I have, they only cover so much every so many days. So if I had for had to, for some reason, go ahead and buy that medication, that would have been more out of pocket for me. So make sure you take your daily medications and even your occasional medications with you on the plane when you travel. The second thing that occurred to me is I won't be anywhere near my primary care doctors or the hospitals that know my medical history. I have at least, I think it's four specialists I see and then my one primary care physician. And then there's two main hospitals where I live that I go to at any given time if I need to. And as much as I want to enjoy vacation or that you should enjoy your vacation, sometimes things do happen. I was going to be over a thousand miles away from any of my doctors and the hospitals or anybody else who knew my medical history. I was not going to be near people that knew I had anything besides lupus or any of my medications that I take. As I mentioned earlier, my family hadn't seen me. Uh, it had actually been two years, and so they didn't see me when I was in the hospital and was diagnosed with lupus. So they didn't know all my other conditions I have now, except that she has lupus, and they don't know what medications I'm taking and why am I taking these medications. So if for some reason I couldn't answer, they wouldn't be able to answer either. They don't know who my doctors are or what hospitals I've been to and why I was admitted to the hospital. What happens if I had to go to the emergency room? One of the things I did was to prepare for this trip was I made a little mini booklet of my medical history. And I think you can buy something like this online on Amazon, but I wanted to type mine instead of handwriting so it could be read. Sometimes my handwriting is nice, sometimes it's not. And what I put in this little mini medical book was I listed all my medical conditions and when I was diagnosed, I listed all my medications and why I'm taking them and the dosage. I listed all my doctors and their contact phone number and address and why I was seeing them. And then I listed the hospitals that I've been in, uh, the dates and why I was admitted to the hospital at that time. Then here is the important part. Tell the person you're spending the time with, or persons, that you have this information on you and where it is. Now, I kept mine in my purse, and I showed my family member where it was. And they said, well, let me, let me take it, and I'll leave it here on the kitchen table. 
but I reminded them if there's an emergency when we're out, that won't do any good. And they said, yeah, yeah, you're right. The thing is, I really didn't want to have to use this, but it was there if necessary. You may have something like this already. When you travel, please let someone know that you have this information on you in case of emergency. The third thing that I really thought about was, will I get so fatigued that all I want to do is sleep? Many of us with lupus deal with fatigue on some level. Sometimes it makes our bodies hurt, makes our muscles ache, our joints hurt, and sometimes my fatigue isn't so bad that I can't function, but sometimes it's so bad that I can barely think or move. When you're traveling and you're extremely tired, it can make for a not-so-nice trip. I know I could sleep on the plane, but let's face it, that isn't very comfortable. A few times I woke up on the plane and my head was hanging forward, and I think I might have been drooling too. I hope not. But uh, sure, it wasn't the prettiest thing, but I got a little bit of rest. And then the plane was really cold, or I was cold. And I also have Raynard syndrome, so that makes it even more uncomfortable. I'm sure the people that sat next to me were wondering why I was wearing my mittens on the plane. Even when I made it to my destination, I still had to drive an hour to get to where my family lived. And since my original flight was delayed about three hours, I didn't get into the final airport until 11.30 p.m. And then the car rental place had closed, closed at midnight. So I got off the plane and walked to the baggage area thinking, okay, I'll hurry up and get my luggage, then go get my car, and I can leave. Well, the baggage, the luggage was taking longer than usual, so I decided to walk to the rental car area, check out my car, told them I have to go back and get my luggage, I'm going to leave the car here, and then um, I'll get my luggage and be back. So I walked back to get my luggage, the luggage carousel, got that, and then I walked back to my rental car. And by the time I finally got into the car, it was 12.15 a.m., and I had been awake since 5 a.m. the previous day. Oh, and I forgot to mention, it was so foggy that I could barely see the road. It makes it a bit difficult when you're driving in unfamiliar territory. Even though I grew up in this area, it's been several years since I've had to make this drive. I did make it to my family's house, and I was exhausted. I was actually beyond exhausted. I was hoping this wouldn't set me back and all I would do is sleep while visiting my family. By my last day with them, I was, I was done. My body was like, I can't go anymore. My flight to come back to my house was at 5 a.m. That meant I needed to be at the airport at least by 3 a.m., which meant I had to leave my family's house by 2 a.m., which means I had to wake up by 1 a.m. Later, I thought, no wonder my ticket was probably so cheap, and next time, don't do this. But I made it, and once I was on the plane, it was lights out for me. After the safety video, I was asleep. When I got home, I took a nice hot bath, and I went to bed. When you travel with lupus, try to get some rest in between all the excitement of the trip. Those were some of my main concerns when I was traveling. Most people should be concerned about some of these things anyway, but when you have lupus, this can turn into a not-so-good situation. As we go into 2019, 
Maybe one of your goals is you want to travel more. My recommendation is to plan as much as possible. The great thing about today is you can get on your phone, get on the internet, and then you can look at places that you plan to go. You can know what medical care is available in those areas, if any. And if you're flying, don't be afraid to use transportation that they offer to get you from one gate to the next. You can look at maps on of the airports to see how far away your gates are. Do you have to run to get to the next plane? And also let your travel partners know that sometimes you might not be able to make all the events that are planned. You know your body better than anyone and if it's telling you it needs rest, give it the rest it needs. Even though you have lupus, it doesn't mean that you have to stop living. You make your goals, you do what you can to accomplish them, and enjoy the times that you can travel. I'd like to hear how you deal with traveling with lupus. You can email me. My email address is gwen at thegwenalexander.com. That's G-W-E-N at T-H-E-G-W-E-N alexander.com. And tell me about your experience. Or you can leave me a note through my website, thegwenalexander.com, and click the contact button on the menu, and you can leave me a note that way. Also, you can follow the Lupus Living Podcast on Facebook, facebook.com backslash lupus living podcast for some extra encouragement while learning to live with lupus and don't forget to subscribe to the podcast so you can get alerted whenever there is a new episode and today's quote that i would like to leave you with is one from coach john wooden and that in the quote this quote actually kind of sums up the what i tied the podcast to close with today and coach wooden said Never let the things you cannot do prevent you from doing the things you can. The information on the Lupus Living Podcast is for informational purposes only. You should consult with your doctor or medical professional before making any changes in your health and wellness routine.